today's episode may be something I've said before, but I think it uh I think it's something that needs to be said again. I think today's episode is something that everyone's heard before, even outside of this podcast, but I think what's that golden rule? You know, you hear something five, six, seven, eight, nine times. You believe that it's like surrounding you, meaning um, like from a sales perspective, if a logo or a brand or a product shows up in someone's feed or shows up in someone's world five or six times and they think that that product is uh, superior to the potential competitive product, whatever the case is going to be. So that's kind of the approach that I think I'm going to take today, where the the perspectives and the, the insights that I'm going to share around psychological safety, around diversity. Again, it's something that a lot of people have already heard, but just want to double down on it again, double click on it again, and um, see if it lands, see if it sticks a little bit differently this time around. Everyone talks about when they think about putting together high-performing teams, which I think we all can agree, having and or putting together a high-performing team in today's climate is more important than ever. I've said this a million times, so I won't say it again. Lie, I'll say it one more time. (laughs) If you are saying to the world, due to some of your hiring freezes or furloughing moments, that you are no longer looking to allocate budget, resources, and finances into um, hiring new people into your team, allocating budget towards recruiting, then what you're saying is the people that you do have now, you need those people to perform at an incredibly high level for a consistent period of time. That sounds like a high-performing team to me. So if an organization has laid off 10, 15, 20% of their workforce, I would assume they don't want to have a drop-off in productivity, a drop-off in product quality, in service quality, in customer service quality, in marketing quality, in leadership quality, in individual contributor quality. I'm assuming they don't want to have a drop off in that. So if that is the case, then what I would assume would come on the back end of that is they would need to have within each individual you know, department within an organization and business unit, a collective of high performing teams. That would be common sense. Would you not agree? I think we all would. Right. And so having said that, what's 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 really what I'm what I'm personally struggling with. Because I know for a fact there are so many chief people officers, heads of people, heads of talent, CEOs, COOs, individual leaders, VPs that are reading blogs, that are listening to podcasts, and they're coming across they're coming across, you know, the 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 importance of having psychological safety within a team and how that can give you incredible dividends from a high performance perspective. And how having diversity within a team can give you incredible dividends from a high performance perspective. It can give you incredible impact in your overall team performance. But what I'm not seeing enough of is truly defining what that really looks like and how you can truly operationalize that. Like, how do you operationalize and bake in and truly make psychological safety a must-have, a day-to-day consistent? a variable that we all experience on a day-to-day basis within our teams. How do you cultivate that? How do you make that true? Do you go to the very top? Do you start there? And what I mean by that is, do you build out certain policies and standards that 
this team must adhere to. And if it does not adhere to that, you remove the leader that's at the top of that team of eight or 12. I've talked about that a lot. Where I believe that there are so many leaders within teams, right, that should be held accountable for the lack of psychological safety that is existing within that team. And having certain KPIs and OKRs and standards that can judge and assess that. And if that particular team doesn't meet those quality standards and having someone within the org, a chief people officer, a VP, a C-suite, whatever it's going to be, measuring and holding that team to a standard and measuring and, and, and having a quality control of that on a quarterly basis or a bi-monthly basis or a monthly basis. And at certain points, removing the leader of that team to set not only an example, but to set a standard and an expectation. Is that the way that you go? Right. Do you have and conduct a one off workshop? Do you go? Do you start from the bottom to the top? And do you go to each and every team member on a small team of eight or 12 and understand and define what psychological safety means for each and every single individual? Look at the trends, look at the consistencies, look at the look at the consistent variables and and attributes and then figure out a way that you can systematize and operationalize those attributes and those variables into the fabrics of the company and the team on a consistent basis. And make sure that everyone knows that Sally and Andrew and David and Derek, this is how they deem psychological safety. And so if you are a leader of this team, and if you are a member of this team, you need to adhere to respect their version, their ideals around psychological safety. And if you do not, and the way that we'll know that you're not is we'll be measuring and assessing and doing surveys and one-on-ones and fireside chats. And are you seeing what I'm saying here? Like, we cannot just say and have this big, bold word of psychological safety and connect that to a high performing team if we're not actually digging in to make the psychological safety come true. Same as diversity. I think so many teams are just assuming that if we put a lot of different skin colors or a lot of different backgrounds in one team, they're just inevitably we're going to have an osmosis effect of high performance which is not 100% necessarily true. You need to go another step beyond that, right? And so from a diversity perspective, how do you bake in and operationalize diversity of thought? How do we make it a standardized process every single time a new initiative comes up, the manager of that team, the, the leader of that ideation, the leader of that new initiative goes to fellow team members and says, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? Help me fill the gaps. Break this down for me. Right? I want a new thought. I want a diversity of perspective. How do we build that out? How do we how do we build out a system where if someone raises their hand and has a completely different thought about something that's ad hoc, we don't penalize them. We don't make them feel insecure about that thought. We don't put them on a pedestal. And if that ever does happen, we penalize and scrutinize the person that did that to set an example to show them this is not going to be tolerated within this company. People are not going to be made feel be made to feel small because they have a different point of view on how to go about a workflow. They have a different point of view about the product or they have a different point of view about the initiative or the or the strategy that we should take to achieve one's goal. Or maybe what we do is we we hold a multitude of 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 of, of settings and and groups and 
and moments and trainings where we understand how each and every single person what's their own diversity palette of communication preferences and needs what's their own you know palette when it comes to diversity of execution styles and things of that nature and so what i'm trying to get at is we cannot just have a blanket statement of we're going to live into diversity we're going to live in into psychological safety and have these big bulky bold words living within our organizations living within our internets living within our job descriptions living within our worlds if we're not going to have actual executions and best practices to make these values come true so if you're a leader of a team if you're ahead of people, if you're someone that's listening to this that is in a leadership position to make a change, that is my biggest ask to you, is that you have to not only define what psychological safety means, define what diversity means, and then, and then define and build layers within each one of those definitions and each one of those statements, and then find ways to operationalize that work within the organization and do that consistently. And have ways to measure against if it's happening successfully or not. So, as always, this has been probably the 15th episode on this. But I think this is incredibly important and rings potentially more true now than ever. So, as always, just a few thoughts. Just a few perspectives. We'll check in soon.